It's a definition, and the word is hope. Hope is a positive feeling or belief that things will get better and that positive change is possible. It can provide motivation, inspiration, and resilience in the face of challenges or difficulties. It can be seen as a form of trust or faith in something greater than oneself. Hope is a powerful force that can inspire individuals to work towards their goals and aspirations and to find meaning, purpose, and fulfillment in life. Thank you for being a guest, Audrey Hope. And I believe that you're in the embodiment of this definition. I'm honored to have you here. For those of you who don't know, she's got 20 years of experience in the healing arts, been working with addicts, been working with celebrities, been working with every person that it could be. That said, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us what's going on? Well, I just really love how you began with hope because, you know, in the country now with individuals, we've got to have hope because if you don't have hope, you're, you're really lost. And I really hope your viewers and your listeners will really not lose hope. Don't let anybody take your hope. Well, I was thinking of so many different, I love metaphors, analogies, and ways to describe things so that it creates a different picture in the mind. And one of the things that I was doing is I just kept turning hope around in my head, trying to figure out what is hope. Because there's so many different things that it's not, but it requires. Every one of the things that it's not requires it to exist, right? So like effort, action, dreams, any yeah. of those things require hope as some form of fuel. Or if Absolutely. you were a tree, hope would be water. Hope would be what fuels you to grow further. And I just, I, I don't know, that's how I kept turning it around in my head. You know, if it were an engine, you know, hope would be gas and effort would be, you know, the movement and action, you know, would come together. The spark yeah. plug would be, you know, the imagination, all sorts of things like that. It, it all has to come together. And I think that you're the embodiment of someone who recognized your authenticity and your purpose early on in life, which is very unique in this experience well, just, of life. I say something to add to your beautiful thing that you just said, which is three words, no matter what. That means that you stay as that tree no matter what. Mm -hmm. And you don't let life or people or experiences get you off that alignment. If you can stay neutral to people and not let the outside world or other people affect you, you're in good shape because that's really what gets us. That's easier said than done, right? From the right. eyes of the person that does not understand that they're pulling the strings of their own mask, they don't know. Right, but we got to start learning how to live. 
And we make mistakes by letting other people hurt us and events hurt us. So if you could stay in a place, like I always say, put the iPhone plug in, don't let it go off and keep those lights on and don't let it go off. That's the secret because when you sit with people, all sorts of problems, you say 20 years, it's probably 23 by now, 25, sitting with people and really seeing what makes them suffer. It's always about what other people have done to us and how we let that happen. So I really teach a lot of energy things to stay plugged in, in those three words, no matter what. And I like to teach that to everybody because, man, you go out in the world and you stay strong and you know yourself. Mm. Won't be blown by the wind. Two words. Know yourself. That's a journey. That's something that I think we're here for. And I think that it requires time. And it requires understanding that in the beginning, you know yourself. And in the middle, you don't. And in the end, you see the picture. The issue is we forget in the middle that any of that is going on. So when we're looking and creating our character, our mask, that's why it's in the logos, the mask uses a paintbrush of pain. And that paintbrush of pain becomes your ego with which you walk through life. And every stroke on the canvas is a traumatic event that you want to not be seen inside your mask. And again, it's the 80s. You're holding your own rubber band. Well, pain is the invitation to ascend. Even drugs. I always say, okay, now Mm. we don't need to talk about the drugs. You came into rehab. Now we're on the journey. So on your knees, you begin to look up. You, you, you're talking about alchemy, crucifixion to resurrection. People don't know the rules of the game of life. They, we, we didn't get a manual. So what you're saying is the manual. Know the road. You're going to have to follow the yellow brick road. And on the way, you're going to meet a lot of characters. Stay on the road and know it is going to change you. It is humanness into divinity, caterpillar into butterfly. And I always say you got to break eggs to make an omelet. That's the journey. When you teach people the journey, they won't get so stuck on what mom did to me, dad did to me, even trauma, tragedy. It, it is an invitation to grow. And if people see it that way, they won't be so heartbroken because I always say you got to lift up. The ground That's my is beautiful. Job. The ground is beautiful because there's no further to go. Once you hit it, then hope or whatever it is becomes the seed that grows a tree. You need to hit the ground to shatter your mask. Then you'll listen. Well, there's nothing else to lose. (laughs) The mental BS that you've created in there that you believe is restricting your life. They're all non-existent. They're future and past. They're anxiety and depression. And they're what? What other people might do to me. Is it judgment? Is whatever that pain is? That's all it is. It's just trying to protect yourself. 
you're also talking about labels, boxing mm. people, right? We get hurt by diagnoses in healing and putting people in a box. You know, I like to teach that there are no rules. Find your own self, make your own path. Like the Buddha, go find your own way because that's happiness. And we've been so indoctrinated and so programmed and it's so sad. So we got to free the people, right? That's what's happening in the world right now. We got to free the people's souls to think for themselves. Mm. So that, to me, this morning, two words came to mind. Imagination, incarceration. And we live within that cage. And within that cage, or if it were, say, a teapot, it would boil. And when teapots boil, they have to let off steam. And when they let off steam, they don't let off anything but your diagnoses, anxiety, depression. That whistle might as well be screaming the word that yours is. It's OCD. It's some kind of manifestation. Hell, it's your bad back. It's your diarrhea. It's your fucking whatever you're breaking out with. It's all those things. Those are not symptoms. Those are the actual manifestations of the cage, of the pot, of the soup, of whatever it is that you've got in there. Couldn't have said it better. That's exactly right. I don't like these general terms. I like to take personally. And that's the spiritual perspective of the soul. What is going on? There's other things besides the mental. You know, we all think too much. We suffer from thinking too much. <laughs> that's really the problem. People say my mind is racing. It's a disease. I can't stop. Well, guess what? The answer is not here. See, we're looking in the wrong place. This will make you insane. Leave the location. It's not Get made for that. Right. Here or here, but not here. This will drive you crazy because it goes past and future, right? It's a protection and item. That's <laughs> it. It's there to protect what you just pointed to, the top and the bottom of it. It's there to keep the heart safe. It's there to keep the mind safe from above. It's not anything else. It's to keep you in place in this fucking weird-ass Tetris game. It's holding you steady. Yes. And it's lying like a son of a bitch. We talk, right. We talk about the authentic self. Mm. Well, that's what we're really here to do. Know thyself, authentic self, which means to be true to oneself, right? And to follow your heart and speak your truth. People don't do that. And that's why they say it's very simple. You know, I like to be very simple. Keys and codes. Let's get to the keys of what the hell is really going on. And if you never spoke up to someone, if you never, um, if you sacrificed yourself for another, if you followed along what your parents wanted you to do, I mean, that is a chance for courage for you to step out and be your authentic self. So we're challenged. It's an initiation. We talk about like the gay community or the trans community. It takes, it's a spiritual thing. Have courage to be yourself and not give a crap what anybody Please else be thinks. yourself. Right. Like, I am that, so over trying to figure out what somebody is. Not that I have a whole lot of issues doing that, but I can tell you it's a fucking fat pain in the ass to look somebody in the face 
that's wearing a literal Halloween mask with character on it that says, like, fucking, you know, accountant, uh, suburb guy, um, you know, fucking comedian, uh, stupid podcaster, whatever it is, right? They have this on, and you're looking at them, and you know that they're reading a fucking script from behind their eyes. They've tried to memorize it so well, and they've decorated it. They got fucking earrings <laughs> on it. They fucking drew, like, mine's got, like, that Charlie Brown swirl of hair on the front of it. Real pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so people say to me, well, how do I do that? How, okay, how do I find that part of myself? Okay, this is funny. I say, put it in your hand here. Put your hand here. Here it is. It's your heart. And then just wait. Don't say anything until whatever you want lands here. This is like a, a, a golfing thing. The ball lands here. Wait until it lands here. Take the time. You'll figure it out if you let it land there and then speak from that place. So it's very simple. It's like a New York thing. Just find this, wait, and then speak. I mean, really, could there be anything simpler than that? I like simplicity. Yes. Um, I think that one of the biggest issues is that we don't with simplicity. Right. And we have an entire ecosystem of it staring back at us, watching us try to figure out how to live like them or suffer from whatever it is that's causing us to thrash in place. That's what we don't realize. Does everybody remember Terminator 2? Terminator <laughs> 2 was amazing. But there's a scene in Terminator 2. In Terminator 2, when the metal Terminator goes down and starts melting, what is he doing? He's fucking thrashing like nobody's business in place. Screaming, making weird noises, dying, whatever it is. That's us going down. And then after that, we'll be rebuilt. But we will thrash with no ability to actually change what the fuck is happening. You're going down. Well, think about what's happening in the world. We've, we've all been through a lot. It has been horrendous. But again, if you look at it from a higher lens, you can see everything. And you got to see it to heal it. So you know where everybody is. You know where, you know, people are lying, stealing, all that stuff. And we're going through a process and it's been very painful. Mm -hmm. But to see it that way and to know there'll be a brighter day, but we have to go through it. The only thing permanent in life is change. Right. So it's not going to stay. It's a pendulum. We swing back and forth. And back. But it's been very forth. intense. And it's very I can painful. see why people yeah, would lose hope in but this. But if we were a bicycle tire out of control, the pandemic was a stick in the spoke. It stopped everything and it forced you to look at reality. You mean I get up every day and I do the same thing over and over again? Okay, that's kind of weird. I'm repeating tasks. But why am I repeating tasks? What's the end goal in this? Why do we have goals? What are goals for? I don't know. They're benchmarks of some sort that are supposed to be defined by purpose, I guess, 
or whatever you feel is going to give you some kind of fulfillment on the way to a destination that really doesn't exist. So I always try to think about it and wonder, what is it? Why is this happening? Well, that's the greatest question ever. And to have that answer, which is we're here to evolve and to become the light and to know who we really are. That's why we're here. It's not about the house and the picket fence no. and the money and all that, because God knows I've met people with more money than God. And, you know, I've sometimes had to stand up. I, I couldn't believe how much money they have. I'm like, wow. And, and they're miserable because it's not outside, right? I mean, it's classic, but it's to know we really are like electrical light. We, you know, we really are. We're made of like, uh, uh, electricity. I think they'll find that out. You know, we're really these amazing beings with power to manifest and heal. But we've been told, you know, follow along to the authorities. You know, religion, that's a big thing that, you know, yeah, that I deal with with addicts, people, you know, the guilt mm, and shame. Yeah, addicts can but it's get stuck in it's a, a situation trip. where they're a slave to a system with which defines who they are for the rest of their life and gives them parameters inside to operate rather than defining the fact that they were perfect and these were all methods to try to find it or stifle the fact that you were afraid that it would be judged. And there it is, the shame and the guilt, which you can track in everyone, even people that don't still follow a, a religion. It's there. It's like we've been indoctrinated in our history mm. with that. It and starts if you, with the diaper. Right. Be but, ashamed. <laughs> exactly. But it's a trick of power. When you work with energy, it's a trick. With energy, you always try to get into the Achilles heel and make a person turn against themselves. That's it in a nutshell. Mm. If you can get a person to hate themselves, to feel shame and guilt, you've got them. You can make them do anything. So in healing, to bring back that authentic self, you got to get that piece where you left yourself. And that is an amazing thing because we all have the power to do that. So you could have tragedy. You could have trauma. It's real. It's terrible. I sat with people from 9-11. It's horrendous. But if you could find the spot inside of you where you don't go against yourself and you love yourself and you come back to like the marriage of yourself, you're good to go. And, and that's what it's all about, is you know, to find the self. I agree with you. And one of the things that gets really difficult is when we say those words like religion, right? And I feel like religions were written down to help us remember things, whether it's in a story format or it's an understanding that someone had within their journey with no other way to pass it down. I'm not a religious man. I was raised around religion. And I have nothing against any religion that is, you know, has a moral compass and they're not hurting. That's the way I look at it. I, I object to what they did to what religion did to women. I, I was agree. Like, That's what I mean. That was my first mission in life to help that because Agreed. some people don't understand that a lot of documents are not in the Bible. You know, they were taken out. No, and there are tons of, that are not right. canonized. Right. They're not recognized. Mary Magdalene was crucified all to hell and back. It's all well, these bizarre things, books that are out there. And I agree with you because one of the things that raised that to me was the pandemic 
and in an odd fashion. And it was that women stopped wearing makeup and they couldn't have looked more beautiful as a, as a group, as a, you know, an entity. Women became themselves again. And when you looked at them, you weren't confused anymore and you saw happiness on their face. It wasn't this game. We give young women, young women, let's just make the benchmark 13. Let's say we're going to give makeup to a 13-year-old girl. And on that day, we're going to paint her face because she's old enough and then say, you look like a princess. Now you're beautiful. Look at this little girl. But who was she the day before? Interesting. I, 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 this is my wheelhouse now about on a spiritual level, what was done to women. Because if you take down the woman, you, you destroy the whole balance. And the woman, you know, it's the Kundalini is a feminine energy through the body. And, um, it's really important that we, um, tell women that they've been brainwashed. Uh, you can, you can open a magazine in two seconds and hate your body, hate yourself. And, and what that does is another trick to take down your power. If she's worried about her looks, if she's worried about her weight, she's not going to be in her highest self. So all these tricks that have been done to us, we, we, we need to get it out there and let people know that it's been done. Some people don't even know that. They don't even realize they've been brainwashed. That was my first purpose. You're so, brainwashed. You know it. Now let's do something about this. So let me, let me give you a caveat to this. And also, I'd like to see where we can bring this together. Because what you're describing is educating women to the position that they're choosing to be in when they don't have to be and that they're, they're full potential at any given time and that they're yes. equal to everybody else and we're all equal, right? So yes. the converse to that is the male side. The masculine person, the entire, the entire system that's been sold to men. Men don't cry. Men support everything. Men should be ashamed at any juncture in life where they are not the provider, where they are not the protector, where they are seen. Anytime you're seen with a tear in your eye or any expression of what you're describing, right? So they apologize. Is what is lacking in that area. Funny I enough. I affirm that now. That's my next quest. Funny enough, though, what's missing on the other side? Masculinity. Right. Strength. And that's, it's a missing piece of healing because you spoke to my, my soul. Men are always apologizing for crying. They don't understand emotions. They have no place to do the healing. They don't. And, you know, women think that they're so secure, men are, but, the, but I've learned through being with them that there's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of things they hide and they keep inside and it creates tremendous trauma later on. So let the women grow in self-esteem. That's one way. And, tr you know, help the men to be, have a safe place to heal. I let my wife do whatever the hell she wants and take over it all. It's easier. Who the hell am I to think that I'm the gatekeeper for fucking certain tasks as a man when she's better than fucking 90% of them? And I'm just doing them out of a fear of being ashamed for not. When it's not my wheelhouse, 
I'm the fucking creator. I'm not an organizer. Why the fuck am I trying to do that? Like, but where do men have a safe place to go? Sometimes when they come to rehab, that's a safe place. And we can begin yeah. to open up the emotions and, you know, it's okay to cry and be sensitive. So that's a good place. But where else is there in society a good place where Are we men- forcing a rock bottom? Well, someone's got to do it. I mean, it almost sounds like we're creating a funnel for, you know, the end of, of your path or journey. You know, that that on your knees moment when we put everything together for a certain grouping and say, you have no ability to self-soothe. I mean, what else but to seek things that are going to, what, bring you some kind of happiness, joy. But it's not. It's a mask. It's like alcohol is a, is a fucking devil's worst nightmare. And the reason why is it because it brings you below your problems. It does not lift you above them. It literally grabs you and yanks you under the clouds and gives you an umbrella. Yes, and that umbrella allows you to throw a party. Another perspective is, I have to tell you, if you deal with people who have been sexually abused and traumatized, another thing is that it saved your life. Because what would you have done if you didn't have mm. any drug to help you? So you see, there's another side to it. Changing, I love that. I like to, I want to change the whole perspective on drugs and alcohol. I agree because with you 110%. I say, why are you ashamed? You didn't want to think. You didn't want to suffer. There's no shame in that. And there was no place because what we do with trauma is we stick it in the closet and it festers and grows. And then it comes out later in another form and you wonder what the hell's happening because of the timeline. But if it's in the closet, it's going to be there like a nuclear bomb. And then one day it's going to activate. And you're going to be like, what happened? AKA because- cancer. Exactly. <laughs> cancer, all sorts of things, mm-hmm. which bring what healing is really about. It's the issue. It's the issue. Mm. It's the issue that the body is taking, right? So if you get the issue and you get it deeply, there's a chance the body can really heal because the last place is the physical. You know, it's got to go somewhere. Where's it going to go? Right? Well, the physical is the most temporary thing we have. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's written. Like, it comes on the label when you're born. Guess what? This thing is temporary, no matter what. No matter what. It's going to be gone. It will be over. But the funny thing is we forget that we didn't ask for the ride in this perspective. We don't have a memory of asking for the ride. So I know that there's a greater thing that says that. I saw the, I saw your eyebrow. No, I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, but they say we're the creation of our own reality. Well, we choose our we path choose in classic. life ahead of time. However, yeah, they say for the sake of this ride, when we're born, we're born in one of those roller coaster seats with our parents standing or sitting in the cart ahead of us with a steering mechanism. We didn't ask for the gun to start the whole thing and we're riding. We don't even know why we're on the roller coaster. We're just opening our eyes. For fuck's sake, why is everything going by? Okay, these two here, they're steering, take my cues, right? But one day, they're just going to fall off. But they've been hollering, hey, lefts when you see this, rights when you get that. That's all (laughs) they're doing is saying that. 
And then they fall <laughs> off and then you get to see, okay, it's my turn. And you ride the tracks too. But the end game is you didn't know you were on tracks ever. And you were just going and making circles at one of those fairs, sitting in one of those shitty like alligator fucking rides. That's all it ever was. You know, but how do you get your parents, even though they, you think they're gone, they're still like in, invisibly there. And well, you're always to, now. Right? I, I think that we're always trying to cut the cords and vacuum them out. But wouldn't that be great, you know, if people could leave us, mm. even though, you know, they're gone or you did healing. But that's what's hard is that we're carrying them while we're on that ride. And part of Willingly. healing. Well, sometimes we don't know. We could be divorced and we're still carrying the ex, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to do an energetic look into right. what luggage you're carrying. And that's important because, you know, working with very uh, smart, intelligent, famous, all that, that population and having people close their eyes to find the cord, they all see it. They're like, wow. I really am carrying this. And then we cut them. And it's it's quite amazing to free oneself, right? Because we want to be, the question is, who are we without the story? You know, there comes a time without when- Without the mask. Without the story, though, the fire, right? Why do we love fire? Because fire transforms and burns, right? You know, oh, there's a fire, the barn burned down, now I can see the moon. It's like, you have to burn things and not carry these issues forever. So you want to transform and burn, you know, the trauma, the tragedy, the right. parents, the ex, right? <laughs> so I, I agree with you. 100%. you know, people say, oh, there's my issues. Well, why the hell have you been in therapy for 15 years and you still have these goddamn issues? It gets me crazy. Do we want to take it with us? Is it really? It's like invisible luggage, right? Get rid of the luggage and become the butterfly. We don't need the caterpillar. We're done. Do not go back to ancient history. I call it like ancient technology. But people don't understand. I'm like, okay, you got the iPhone. Do you want to go back to when you use those little beepers? Do you want to use that ancient technology? You do <laughs> not need something that happened then. It's like an ancient library. We pull books from that library. We don't need that reference point. So healing is about really burning it and becoming someone without the parents, without the story, without the trauma, and then moving forward in that. And, and drugs, alcohol, and problems brings you to that gate, which is what is amazing. You know, I'm working with a man, you know, just yesterday. He's never done the work. He's been very stubborn, very obstinate. And all of a sudden, through alcohol, he has a chance to become a better man. It's incredible. It's like, great. This is a wonderful thing. Now you're going to listen when people talk to you. You said a word repetitively during that beautiful explanation that you gave. And it was the word carry. There's a lot of different ways that we can describe the load. And a lot of different ways that we can describe shedding the load. And when you use the word carry, it comes with a very, very easy method with which to lighten your load. 
let go. You're holding the actual load on your own. You have the rope that is tied to the sack of shit that you have over your shoulder like a hobo in like the 1920s. And you're holding the sack of shit. And you're the one keeping the chain instead of going. And you wonder why it stinks. You wonder why it stinks when you carry a sack of shit next to your head. Yeah. And exactly. (laughs) Sorry. That's great. (laughs) But it's like you got to go down and you got to figure it out. And sometimes it's karma. You know, sometimes it's what we came in with that's really deep. And I, and I like, well, I'm a New Yorker. Okay. So like, I don't want to be laughed at or, you know, any, I'm like, keep it real. So I'm like, okay, you don't have to believe in that. You don't have to call it that. I go, but like, where are you suffering? Are you doing the same thing over and over again? Okay. Mm. Let's call that karma. Are you, are you meeting the same person over and over? Right. So you don't have to, I don't care what you call it. There's so many ways to describe it. So many ways to describe it. I love that you said meeting the same person over and over again. Yeah, because so you don't have to believe in anything, but it's happening. You are doing it. We're presented with junctures that are telling us things about ourselves. So when you do meet the person standing in front of you and there's a confrontation, ask yourself a couple of questions, especially if it's been repeated. Over and over and over again, I keep running into these mother efforts. Right? Why? Why are you running into these mother efforts? Why are they in your life? Why are they a thing? Ask and yourself, what am I doing to create that? And what am I not? There's a reason oh. you're attracting that kind of fucking behavior yeah. in your life. It's because you need to know what it is. You need to examine it and find out what it is in you that is triggered by it. What do you believe about yourself or the situation that is causing you the pain? There's a belief in there. Yes, perhaps you're in denial. Mm. Uh, Perhaps you don't want to look at something that you need to look at. And it's so much easier to be a victim or to blame. Well, they did this to me. One of the things that's universal is manifestation. We all want to manifest something, right? We, we <laughs> want to have something, right? What we do are. you want? Right? What do you want? Do you want money? Do you want a relationship? Do you want healing? Right? So it has to be certain basic things that begin that journey, which is, <laughs> I am the creation of my reality, and what am I doing to create it? And where am I in denial at looking at that? And who am I blaming? Those are the questions. So we want to take back our, um, our, it's our responsibility. And then when we do that, we could remove the blocks to what we want. We want to remove the blocks to our love, to our money, to our dreams. And that's all it really is. Let's say you're, you know, dating a narcissist and you keep meeting them. Well, yeah, you're going to keep meeting them until we really look at that. And there's something in you, you know what I mean? So that's anybody that wants a love relationship. It's really simple. I mean, it's a science. It's like really look at what's repeated. 
Look at the same characters you're creating. Okay. And then go back maybe to your childhood. Which There's is a horrible what I call stereotype in this one that sits out there that we all hear all the time that falls in this bucket. Daddy issues. And mommy issues. We need mommy issues. Daddyectomies. Um, we'll marry our issue. That's what I say. We'll, we'll marry, marry our issue. We'll chase it down. We'll do anything. Here's another thing that's really interesting when you do couples work is that when you come down to the core of it, sometimes you end up with the same exact issue that you both have. <laughs> you have the same issue. It's really wild. You go through all this and you're like, oh my God, we're at the same place. Fascinating, right? But when you do couples therapy, you have to go to your own ring. And you got to go look at your own stuff before you come. He, she, you, this. Mm. It's a war. We don't get anywhere except you make your therapist very rich and they could buy a house in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? You know, so think great. about that, though. We expect people to love us unconditionally. That's what we want. We want someone to unconditionally love us, right? But we're standing next to us saying we're a piece of shit. Pointing at us. We're painting a picture that says, I don't even love me. How do we expect someone to love us if we don't love ourselves? We're not a good product yet. We're no good. We're no good to anybody else until we're good to ourselves. That is my secret of my whole life, which is the sovereignty of the self. The sovereignty of the self, to be a king and queen of one's self, to marry one's self is the goal. And then relationships are an icing on the already amazing cake. If you don't have self-esteem, you are screwed business-wise, relationship-wise in every area, right? So you've got to bring back the love of self. That's not hard to do, you know. It really isn't. Here's one. You got it? You want to know the New York way? Absolutely. I am not taking crap from anybody ever again. <laughs> okay, boundary number one. I'm oh, done. It's so true. Why yeah. would you allow someone to get in your head, occupy a room, and not even pay you fucking rent? Amen. So They're if you got a room of yes, abused people, which is very you know, so common and, you know, it's sad. And, but you want to start the healing. You start with the boundary. Been around addictions my entire life from end to end. I've been around addictions my entire life and I've, I've known and been through different throws, you know, in my own life. And I can tell you that behind every set of eyes is a child. Behind every set of eyes was hope was imagination, unincarcerated, all those things. And if we allow ourselves to go back, find the child, and not heal it, but walk beside it and tell it it's okay at each juncture. Dude, this wasn't your fault. That's what I call the soul wound. And you can track it in everybody. Something happens at age five or six. So then you go, okay, that loss of self. Until you get that piece healed at the soul level, you're just going to repeat it, right? Mm. 
which is like that movie Citizen Kane. I mean, there it is, that great movie. He was looking for his sled, Rosebud. I mean, and then I work with all these these very rich people, and it's like, yeah, they made the money, but some of them were bullied. Shit. Some of them were bullied. Some mm-hmm. of them were called short. Some of them were called ugly. And that soul wound has never been healed. There wasn't enough money in the world to heal that little kid who felt so bad about what other people had done to him. So you got to go back there and you got to go get the kid. And you got to hey. get his, his, his uh, what I call a soul retrieval. You got to get the energy back from all the people who took it. People take our energy. Do you know that, right? They suck it. 100%. It's like a, a, a psychic vampire. And people don't realize that they're li- living on no none of their energy. It's all been taken. So we have to have 100%. And, you know, this person took 20%. This person took 30%. So we got to grab it back. And that comes from the I am. I am now taking back my energy. That's the greatest words ever. I am that I am, E-A, Asher, E-A. It's, it's sacred words. Anybody, it's magic, like abracadabra, I am now. So I am now calling whoa, back whoa, my hold on, hold on, hold on. Abracadabra means I am now? No, but it's just like when you oh, say it. Like, that's amazing. Okay, that's, gotcha. Sorry. That's, that, that's what it is, actually. I believe abracadabra, it. Right? Magic, a magic wand. Here's a magic wand. I am now. I mean, it's, you do know that secret. Secrets have been hidden. You know that secrets have been hidden all over the place. Secrets of power are everywhere. They're disguised everywhere. In, in ancient books, in, in, in texts, in symbols, in art. That's what religion's That's supposed to be. They're so powerful. If you give them to the wrong people, then they will abuse it. So they couldn't Put it out in the open. It's kind of like a treasure hunt. You got to hunt for the powerful things. And one of them is I am now. I tell my friends that uh, when I try to describe the concept of time, I try to explain simply that. Have you ever been to the future? Have you ever been to the past? At any moment in your life, has it ever been anything but now? You have to answer in the affirmative. It's always now. There's no such thing. Those are lenses. Those are nothing but memories and anticipation for what's still only going to be in the now. I have a fast trick for that. Here, you put your mind up here. Beyond the mind, you're beyond the mind. You cannot think. And you could say, not now, not this. Or I am not my thoughts or I forgive my thoughts. But you stay with your attention here. And you, you, you stop thinking. There's so We're many the only tricks. creature that stands around doing that shit. How can yeah, we not we figure out that it's some kind of illness to some degree? If we can literally be standing in place and doing nothing that is in the now within our head for days, months, years, whatever, in place, while creatures in life move around us, 
Yet we will sit in contemplation, not about the moment that we're in, but every other thing possible. Go to a waiting room and look at somebody thinking. Think about that. Looking at the face of a thinking person. When I started meditating, it started slowing down time. And when time started to slow down, you start to see what mindfulness actually means. Yes. And that's observation. It's the space. It's what is causing those emotions. It's a void. It's a vacuum that's full of potential. Potential that you can place anything in. But guess what? You're the fucking chef. You get to pick the ingredient. So it's important to understand we're like a computer that has to be rebooted. When you, when you move to enlightenment, made for light, we're made for light. You actually have, it's, it's a system. We actually have the ability to move the energy from the bottom of the spine to the top. When it does that and it spins and coils, the secret of life is movement, right? Keep, keep the chakras moving. A lot of people don't Action. understand that. Move it, move it up, and then it goes and it pierces through the egg, which is why we have the egg in Easter, resurrection. It moves through, it cracks through, and then it makes that lotus. And then the actual light rises and there's nothing to think about because you are the light. I am the light of a thousand suns, that I am the light. So moving is that if you can get everyone to do that and to raise their vibration, and we can do this through, we all love rock and roll. We all love sound. There's mm-hmm. a way, music. Break, you know, whatever you need, but music will do it too, to raise the vibration. And then we will take over because the lower vibration won't have a chance. I said a lot in that. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think that this is where we go back to how it's written in so many different forms and explanations throughout history and time. Um, The description that you gave us falls in so many different buckets um, from serpents that have been... Thank you for saying that because I want to point something out. Do what I do. Do what I do. Don't worship me. Do what I do. Do what I do. Resurrect. I'm not a religious man. However, I did grow up reading the Bible. I do have a bit of an understanding for the scenarios before I came to certain understandings now. Through meditation, it allowed me to make amends with myself and my understanding of what the fuck sins and forgiveness are. Because it really was weird to me that there was a method with which to cleanse yourself with complete absolution and why that was a thing and why was that what he was talking about. Like that was, like fuck everything else. The main tenet I get out of all of that is that you can start over. You can start over. You can start do over. What so if I'm gonna, do what I'm doing. If do I'm going to look doing. at it, right? If I'm going to look at it from the top down, I'm going to say, okay, wait a minute. The smart man. He's meditated. It's documented. You know, 40 days, all this kind of thing. If I'm him, and I'm not, obviously, If I come to the conclusion that time is an illusion and that there are gatekeepers holding 
this knowledge hostage over a group of people that are illiterate as fuck, that don't know how to do shit, except for to exist and take orders from whatever provides them food, what am I going to do? I'm probably just going to tell them it's not your fault and just try again. It's Mm -hmm. not your fault. Try again. It's not your fault. Try again. That's all I hear. You're also invited to the party. Everybody's invited to the party. It's not your fault. Try again. That's all it's saying. It still says a circle. Look, how many times are we going to realize that we come back to the same destination? Child, going through shit, realize that should have been a child to begin with. It's right there. It's written on everything's a fucking circle. Go out, fuck yourself up, figure it out, come back to being a kid. There it is. There it's it is. not the, your the fault. Dorothy, Who was you born know? on the roller coaster? I didn't buy a fucking ticket from this side of the fence. I might have bought a ticket somewhere else, but it's not in my memory here. So that means that I can be forgiven later. Yes. The whole idea of forgiveness. Can you forgive yourself? That's the one we won't do. You can actually repeat it 16 times. I've, it's here. This is, oh, this is where we hold guilt. It's, you know, different parts, different chakras, different Left body. This is, this is where we hold guilt. So you can actually say to yourself in silence, I am not guilty. I am not in silence. I am not guilty and you could clear it. But if you, each of the chakras spin a certain amount of times, so to activate chakras, you know, they each mean different things, right? Um, this is the evolution. This is where we hold guilt, different parts of the body. This is really Gandhi stuff. Uh, Sri Mataji Nirmaladevi was someone I interviewed and learned all this who helped Gandhi. It's really incredible to meet her. Um, and she recently passed. She was going to win the Nobel mm. Peace Prize. But to understand that, um, you know, she tells a story of the Buddha was hurt by someone and they came to him the next day and said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did that to you. I stole something from you. And the Buddha said, well, that was yesterday. <laughs> it's not today. It's like um, the whole idea of, 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 of shame and guilt. It, it's just, you know, it's just not necessary. When you're on the path and you're a seeker of truth, it's all done. It's like just amazing being on that. That heals everything. I am now going to be on this amazing path to truth. That's it. There's nothing to feel guilty about. It's done. You did what you had to do. You're on the path to evolution. So it's over. We don't need it anymore. can't penalize people for being new people. We want people to not succeed from those moments, because then that means that we can. And when we can, it requires us to stand up and do something and use action to get tangible movement in our life. Yeah. But we're here to go through things, as you said, and to be initiated up the tree. So we got to go up, keep going up, ring the doorbells on the tree of life when we're done with a certain thing. It's It's to evolve into our into ourselves. And um, it's quite an amazing thing to feel the joy without doing anything. There's there's a system in us that is full of joy, right? So 
that's what uh, my mission is. Um, my mission has always been that. And you asked me a question at the beginning. I feel I've been chipped. You know, I've been chipped. There never was, you know, to listen to that still small voice within, we all have it, but we get too busy mm. and distracted. But we all have that. And that's our life purpose. And it's right in the soul. And, and, and it's a mission. It's life. It's a life mission. When people live that, they'll be happy. But for me, I'm chipped. I have no choice. You know, I've been trained to help and, you know, not care what people think and all that. I think I was trained to care first, learn from it and teach other people. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Took a long time to figure that out. Yeah. Because there are so many things behind people's eyes. But there's nothing on their face that tells you what it is. There's no label. It's just ingredients inside. And you get to stand there and guess what's inside. Well, I've seen a lot of addicts who have come in on the floor, high as a kite, and I'm like, you're an amazing soul. They'd be like, how could you say that? I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I haven't like, had a... I was like, they were really <laughs> unbelievable. Like, how could you say that to me? You know what I mean? They're looking for like cigarette butts on the floor. I'm like, you're just the most amazing person. And it's true because you see it. You could see it in the eyes and it's Still there. Still there. No matter what. Yeah. And, and, and it was right all the time. Like I saw it right away and it just, they did their healing and they're gone off on their road. You know, one of the things that I'd like to point out before we wrap is setting an example in how we can help people achieve what it is that we've been discussing. I made the mistake early on um, when I had a moment of discernment and I felt that it was my duty to show people in their moment why they don't have to feel the way they do or, you know, what they should do in order to get to a better place. That's only supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. The only way that I can truly help people or anybody else is to set an example, to be a light, to live and as authentically as you possibly can because you're not showing them how to get out of things. You're showing them the potential. You're giving them one word. Hope. Hope. You're showing them that they have the ability to shine. You're showing them it doesn't matter that they walk yes. through the desert to get there. Thank you for being Hope. Thank, thank you, Mom, you. for giving you the name Hope. And yeah, and thank you for saying Lighthouse because that kind of wraps up everything. To be the Lighthouse and shine your light and invite people to do the same. That's it. It's not hard. Just be you. I promise if you just be you enough, it'll end up in service and people will find you. Enjoy. Enjoy, yeah, exactly. Enjoy. You get to find out what tastes better than fucking money. Yeah. Imagine that. 
you get to taste something or feel something that's better than winning the lottery. Did you think that was possible, people? It is. And when you find it, it changes the game. It changes the entire fucking game. Audrey, I genuinely appreciate you. Why don't you take a moment, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get your services and, and, and all those things, and we'll also place it in the show notes. It's just AudreyHope.com. Toys. That's all. And you can write to me at Audrey at AudreyHope.com. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm all over the Audrey Hope on Instagram. Yeah. And I have my YouTube, uh, YouTube Audrey Hope Now, where I've tried to document all my little nuggets. They're amazing. The labor of I, I've looked through. Always salient and always hopeful points, ways to, to navigate relationships. For those of you out there that have those misunderstandings in your relationships and you feel like you have no other ways to figure it out, go listen to some of those tidbits. You'll be amazed at how simple it can be to find common ground. Thank you so much. And you keep up the great work. We need Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Remember, <laughs> be cool and keep learning.